Hey, welcome to Experimental. This week's show is a very special one. I'm talking to Bobby Clark. Bobby is my virtual assistant. And we've been working together for about a year. And I've always worked with a VA since day one of uh, Think Digital. I've always worked with a VA. And Bobby has been in that role now for about a year. And I've so enjoyed working with her. She is fantastic. And I asked her to be on the show today to talk through what that looks like. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're working with a VA or you've thought about working with a VA, I wanted to bring an actual VA on. <laughs> so my talk with Bobby is vast and varied. It's candid. And she also brings a lot of great wisdom and great tips on how to work best with your VA or how to get started with a VA. So without further ado, here she is, Bobby Clark. Welcome to Experimental. I'm your host, Justin Wise, a pastor turned business consultant for growth-minded entrepreneurs and experts. It's my mission to help you time travel into your preferred future, find the highest and best use of your time, build a business chock full of profit so you can design the life and business you want. If you want to hear how other experts and leaders are using creativity and experimentation to grow their businesses, this is the show for you. All right, everybody, we're here with Miss Bobby Clark. Bobby is not only a seasoned virtual assistant, she also is my virtual assistant. So Bobby, welcome to Experimental. Yes, thank you, Justin. I appreciate you having me. Are you ready to rock? I am ready. <laughs> so just to give you guys some context, and Bobby, I want to introduce, I want to have folks kind of get a little bit of background of you and how you got into virtual assistant work, because I think it's really interesting and I think it's just important for folks to know that for the interview today, but we've been working together for what, about a year-ish, something like that, maybe not quite a year? It's getting close to a year, yes, almost. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, you rank up almost at the top of one of the best VAs I've ever worked with. Just unbelievable attention to detail, unreal follow-through, and that has made, obviously, my life hundred times easier, but it's also impacted the effectiveness and the scale and the speed at which I am able to go in the business. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show was because we could talk kind of openly about what our working relationship is like, but more importantly, I want other entrepreneurs, I want other leaders to hear how working with a VA might be helpful for them. So before we get into the questions, and this is why I know I'm working with an amazing VA for, for the listeners, because Bobby was like, hey, we got to stay organized. I need the questions ahead of time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'll put them together. Uh, and we actually postponed the show because this is the second time we, we tried to do this because I didn't follow up on my end of the bargain. <laughs> so we have the questions. We're going to go through those. But if you can, Bobby, paint a little picture for folks at home of how you got into this. How did you get into becoming a VA? Uh, yes. So I've actually, prior to, this is my first job as a virtual assistant, um, and I've absolutely loved it. So prior to this, um, I've been working other executive assistant roles, and my husband is in the Army, so we move around about every three years. And uh, this last move that we did, um, he had to go on an assignment right away. And so I decided to kind of step back for a little bit and get everything settled with the kids um, and, and get settled in at our, our new home. Uh, so I, I went on the search for some virtual work, was fortunate enough to find uh, Chatterboss. And um, 
been working with Valerie for about two years, and it has been an amazing opportunity to be able to have a position where I can still exercise my skills and uh, keep it virtual. So, um, you know, any the next move, I don't need to worry about a new job search. Uh, when we uh, have some situations where he's called out on assignment, I don't need to stress about daycare uh, and getting back. It's just very simple and uh, still able to reach out and, and do what I love, which is helping people stay organized and keep on track. Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, I read an article the other day that basically said 74% of American workers you know, kind of expect flex time to be the norm. And what that basically means, if you're not familiar with that term is, hey, I can flex my time, work in the office or work from home as needed. And as you see that increase in an expectation and that uh, that kind of rhythm in the workforce increase, the demand and, and need for virtual assistance, people like you, Bobby, will only increase and so I think you've done something really, really smart, which is to take your skill set and say, great, now I don't have to be confined to a certain location. I can do this for anybody, anywhere, really at any time. And to date, it has never once been an issue as we've worked together. I've never felt like you're halfway across the world, so I can't get a hold of you when I need to. It's never been an issue. And I think, you know, maybe that's a misconception that folks have because the company that you work for, we should mention Chatterboss, you guys work, you guys are all based here in the United States. Is that correct? So, you know, being in the same time zone as an assistant is super, super important. But let's go with broad strokes here. And this is the first question on the approved list. Yeah. If someone is sitting there listening and they've never, an entrepreneur, a leader who, let's say, their business is rocking and rolling and they've never worked with a VA before or they've heard maybe horror stories or they've heard, you know, my cousin's brother's uncle one time worked with a VA and it didn't work. If someone's never worked with a VA before, what should they be prepared for going into the relationship? So I have uh, two things that come to mind for this. Um, number one is communication. Uh, communication is, is the key point in building your relationship with your VA. Um, that comes down to expectations, uh, task handoff, um, and then just keeping in the know. So really set that, um, you know, expect to chat with your VA every day, whether it's through uh, a Slack or text or email, whatever way, just be sure to touch base. Um, and then the other part is if you've never worked with a VA before, um, it may be hard to let tasks go. Mm. Um because you feel up until this point, you're the you're the, the subject matter expert, and it may be hard to let that go. So really, be ready to let us know what's going on in your head. Like let us know. Let we'll help you identify the tasks that are kind of a bottleneck or maybe holding up you in some process, or it's been on your to do list forever. But we really want to take those step by step and get that communication from you, the clear handoff, and uh, keep that regular check-in with your VA. That, to me, I think has really been the pivotal point in our working relationship is touching base every day, certainly every weekday. On occasion, you'll jump in on a weekend if I need it, but that's rare. And that rhythm, I mean, touching base the first thing every day over Slack 
is so vital, I think, to the effectiveness of our working relationship because it shows me, okay, this is what Bobby's working on today. It also shows me where do I need to get her the things that she needs to do the things that I'm asking her to do. And I think that's what I hear you saying. Right. Absolutely. You know, you think in in a regular office environment, you see each other in the morning, you have that quick, good morning. Hey, this is what I'm working on and you get to it. So you have to think of that uh, like morning check-in as that good morning to the office. Um, You know, that's something you really miss is just being in the office. You see each other, you know, you're working, but really just giving that, um, that feel good check-in, you know, what, even if there's nothing going on, like, Hey, still working on this um, and have a great day, reach out if you need anything else. I think that's very important. I have found that to be the most valuable thing where it's almost like an over, over communication, over emphasis is, you know, over updating is so, Mm -hmm. so profoundly helpful. And I know with the VAs that I've worked with in the past, the ones that I don't work well with, they, there's a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of, maybe they're doing a task, but you know, one thing I always appreciate about you is, hey, I'm not done with this thing yet, but here's where I'm at. Or I haven't started on this thing yet, but here's when I will start on it. So even there's no real update to the actual task itself, but there is an update to say, I'm still mindful of this. I'm still thinking of this. This hasn't left my viewfinder, but I just wanted you to know where we're at. And I find that to be tremendously helpful. So to wrap that up, basically it's saying touch base every day and be prepared for that, which kind of leads to the next question, which is what kind of guidance should an entrepreneur give to a VA? And I feel like we could spend a ton of time on this. And I know that I've asked you to kind of be on calls even with our clients to help bridge that gap. And I know it centers around one word, which is communication. So talk to us about that. I would assume that would be part of your answer. I want to leave it up to you, but I would assume that would be a large part of your answer to that kind of guidance an entrepreneur should give to a a VA. Yes. Um, So communication is likely going to go in every answer that we go down to. Um, But as far as the guidance that an entrepreneur should give to a VA, I think to start off, it's really important just to kind of give a pitch of your business. You know, what is it that you do? What's your passion? Um, Because it's important for the VA. um, We're going to be doing tasks. Uh, But we also want to know like the end state of this, like where we can look to support you. If we're going to be communicating with your clients or with your customers, what vision are we also supporting? So that's super important, almost as a um, as it's a you should talk to your your new VA as a client or customer coming on. Really let us know what you do. Um, And and then from there, uh, that's where that further communication starts uh, with those clearly communicated tasks. So we, we really want to know all those processes that have been locked up in your brain. Mm. Um, you have the vision for. Um, and so it's, sometimes it's hard to let those out in a true systematic way. Um, so it may be something where it's easier to do, you know, start with one thing and use that as a practice run, something super simple, but use that as a practice run to make sure it's clearly identified exactly what what you want that person, your VA to do, what resources are needed, and in the end state, what a a true completed successful task looks like. Mm. It's almost like you've done this before. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's back up there because there's so much gold in what you just said. 
Um, let's start with the good old SOP. So for those who don't know what an SOP is, SOP is simply standard operating procedure. And before Bobby and I started working together, I got into SOPs and creating SOPs. But for the large majority of my time uh, in business, I never worked with an SOP. The SOPs were always in my brain. And you said, get the process that's locked up in your brain, get it out. That's what an SOP does. So if someone is an entrepreneur sitting there thinking like, because I don't know what everybody else is like listening, but I know what I was like, where I would just assume, oh, hey, this task only takes me five minutes. So therefore, it should take a VA five minutes or less, right? But in actuality, you have years, sometimes decades of practicing that task so you can do it in five minutes. And you're naturally, intuitively filling gaps and doing these subtasks to complete the overall task that a virtual assistant, they won't know all those intricacies. And the reality is until you can get those intricacies and those substeps documented and listed out, you will never be free of that task. So if someone is sitting there thinking like SOP, like, yeah, you know me, what is an SOP? I don't even know how to start. How would somebody, whether they're working with a VA or not, how might someone go about documenting their first SOP and where should they start? I think it's a good idea to start with something really basic, Um, you know, as far as maybe like some making a payment or sending an invoice, something on that order. And you're going to want to either write it down or have another document pulled up and really write down step by step exactly what you're doing. So a good test run is to uh, maybe do a screencast of exactly what you're doing in the process. So here you're going to take the time to explain every step that you're taking, and you're going to find out that there are a lot more steps you need to stop and document or stop and take note of, or this is usually what happens, but just in case, here's another step. And uh, here's where you're going to find out that there is a whole lot more process to it than like what you're saying. It takes you five minutes, um, but when explaining it, it takes you even a lot longer to explain the task than to do the task. Um, And so that's also another important thing I'd like to touch base on is that right away, um, it's really best to put forth that effort and, and make sure you have all that clear task handoff to start off with and expect more time. You want more time put into it. You want your VA more time to, to dig into it and to master that first. And eventually the VA will get to that point where it takes her five minutes or less. I could say, I I think we could do a whole episode on this because like, okay, this is the ticket to freedom. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader, if you own a business, speaking from experience, the SOP path is your yellow brick road to freedom. (laughs) Cause like, let me just outline how it works with Bobby and me. And this is what I would recommend too. If you have a VA currently is to do this. Like I will do exactly what Bobby just said and I will go through a process. And I find that even on my shortest walkthroughs, it's rarely less than 10 minutes. The shortest walkthroughs that I'll do, and when I say walkthroughs, I mean I'll do a screencast of a task, 
even if it's super simple, very basic, it's minimum five to 10 minutes. And you think to yourself, man, it only takes me 30 seconds. It only takes me a minute to do this stuff. Why is it taking so long? But that's totally normal because you're having, as Bobby mentioned, you're having to basically go back and start from scratch. And there's been many times where I'm like, I have to restart things because I realize, oh man, there's way more to this than, than I realize. And if I want somebody else to do this, there, there has to be clarity. There has to be focus. And for the first couple go arounds, this was miserable. I hated it. It was terrible. It was like pulling teeth. But now I can get in the saddle and cut a video. And then what, what I'll do next is, is send that walkthrough to, to Bobby. And on occasion, I'll say, hey, take this video. Let's accomplish. Let's do the task that the, the video's you know, walking through. But then also use that brain that works in such a different way than mine does. And craft an SOP, a documented SOP from the video. And I know we've done that a couple times with with amazing results um, because you're then able to pull out those intricacies that I maybe gloss over in the video and don't think much of, but to someone who's never done the task before, that's going to be super important. Is that common, by the way? I don't. I guess I don't know. Do, do a lot of entrepreneurs do that where they'll say, hey, craft an SOP based off of this video, or do they just give you the video? Um, there will be, it's kind of a hit or miss, you know, it really depends on what it is that we're going over. Um, so I think that when it comes down to a, a process, that's going to be something that you're reoccurring and really want to take off your plate. That's something where even, even if it's not asked to create an SOP and we know that we're, we're going to be doing this for you, we document it in a, in an onboarding document. So that way, if you know, two months down the road, like, Hey, remember when you did this, can you go back and do it again? We've already got those notes. We know we've completed the task for you before. And it's something real easy to reference. Oh my gosh, this is so good <laughs> because Hey, the point is, and you can overdo this. Like when I first started doing SOPs and this is before your time, Bobby, but I went completely bonkers. I went overboard. I was like, here's an SOP for how to change the coffee filter, you know, in our office. Well, you don't need an SOP for that. You know, the goal of an SOP is if you find yourself doing tasks, Victor Chang, who uh, wrote an amazing book, Exponential Revenue Growth. He says, when I create an SOP, it's so I know that I never have to do the task that I'm doing. I never have to do it again. Now he's, he might be a little but, uh, you know, overemphasizing the point here, but for me, I know if I'm going to take the time to make an SOP or a video, it's because I know that at some point this is going to come up again and I don't want to have to do it again. And so we need to get this documented. And so, so somebody, preferably my VA, even if it was done, as Bobby mentioned, two months ago, they can go back and do the task at the same exact level, the same exact way the same exact quality to your specifications and liking as they did it prior. And I, I mentioned this to our client the other day when I had Bobby on a call with one of our clients. I, Bobby, I want to work with you for the, for the rest of my life. But if something came up and you weren't able to continue doing VA work, you know, I know that we've got a system in place where kind of the next man in philosophy could pick up an SOP. And if they're good, they're going to be able to execute at the same level that you're able to execute at, which is another advantage of an SOP. 
let's move on to, well, unless there's anything else you want to say about SOPs and the guidance that an entrepreneur should give a VA when they first start working together. No, I, I think you, you really wrapped it up there. Well, um, you know, in, in regards to like you're saying, just in case there's an instance where your VA is leaving or is maybe even out sick, um, there are tasks that I've found that I do for those who I support that I've done it for so long now that they kind of forgot how to do it. So they're like, can you walk me through this step? How can I, how can I find this again? Or where are my logins? And you know, that's something where Justin's the importance on SOP is that you've got that organized all in one spot where you can jump in and do the search on your own if need be, or if you've got another VA, or even if you're expanding your business, that's something key that they can go in and learn so much just by reading through those. Totally. It's just like, the way I think about this is, and how I kind of got started on this a couple of years ago was I went on vacation and I knew I didn't want to be bothered. And this is back when I had lots of teammates and 10 full-time, part-time employees. And it was like, hey, I got to be, I, I have to think through this if I want to have a vacation that's truly a vacation where I'm not checking Slack, where I'm not checking email, where I'm not getting texted or having to jump on the phone for two weeks. And so we created a, uh, we called it at the time, if Justin got hit by a bus document. <laughs> so it was basically like, if I were to get hit by a bus, what would need to be documented so the business could, you know, with a reasonable expectation, continue to run in the same way. And that's where the whole thing got started. Now I've gotten much, much better at creating SOPs and, you know, having an amazing VA like Bobby makes it 10 times easier now where... The process itself, I mean, we just made an SOP on SOPs. So it was like, when you go to create an SOP, this is how you do it. That level of documentation, if you've never done it before, might sound, you know, like overkill. But once you get into the swing of things, you realize like, the more I document, the more free I become. Um, And I've found that to be true. And this is not, you know, people sometimes I say this and they don't believe me. But Bobby, you and I have been able to accomplish what it used to take seven to 10 full-time, part-time employees to do. And that is largely because most of the stuff that the previous team was doing was undocumented. So it was like reinventing the wheel every time. And an SOP is, is a system is so great because you don't have to do that. And there right. is just tremendous efficiency that comes from doing that and being disciplined. So just practically, if you've never done this before, as Bobby mentioned, pick a super simple process. Invoicing, accounts payable, accounts receivable. Here's how you schedule a meeting. Here's how you respond to email. What else might be a low-hanging fruit? Can you think of any off the top of your head? No, I can't think of anything right now. Um, you know, just just something real basic that you do mindless. I mean, you don't have to think about it, um, but it's just something that you know you do every day or you know you spend time on every day that your time is better spent elsewhere. Um, you know, just, just letting people in on those processes. It could be something from creating lists, um, updating Trello, how you track your, your projects, um, you know, just something real basic like that, just to give that insight. I almost look at, um, there's a few more things I want to say before we move on to the next topic. I almost look at, and for, for anyone working with the VA currently or is thinking about it, do this because I didn't get, I, I didn't do this until just recently with Bobby where I realized 
I have somebody who, um, you know, supports other businesses and is in other businesses and sees how other businesses work and sees how good businesses work and see how inefficient businesses work. And so in some ways I have basically an operations consultant in my VA and Bobby. And so there are times where I'll say, Hey, how, what, what are the ways that I'm doing this that maybe I'm missing that there's more efficient ways to do this or there's better ways to do this because I want to, I want insight. I want to tap the, that brain that doesn't work like mine does. (laughs) I want that knowledge and to know for the betterment of our working relationship, certainly, but so I can build a more efficient, better business because you, Bobby, I know you've seen it all. You've seen folks who are, who are efficient. You've seen folks who are inefficient and I want to be more on the, or I'm I'm sorry, on the efficient end Mm -hmm. than the inefficient end. And so that's something I definitely know that I could do a bit more of. But speaking of kind of good and bad, if someone is working, this is more for folks who are currently working with a VA um, or people who are considering it, I, I suppose, as well. But I want to know from your perspective, what's the difference between a good VA and a bad VA? And maybe those terms aren't, those are a bit too black and white, but how does someone know basically when they have a dud? <laughs> what are some warning signs to look for? Right. Um, so the optimistic side of me, I would like to think that there is no such thing as a bad VA. Um, you know, when you're working virtually, um, really what it comes down to is you have to be able to adapt to each other's work styles. So when, when your VA comes in, you, it's very important that they're able to adapt to the way that you work um, and adjust to that. Like know how you like to run every morning, how you like to end every day. Um, so it, it may come down to different personalities or it may just come down to the way that that person operates just doesn't fit the bill. Um, so I think that some things to, to first identify um, is expectations. So it's very important that you know what you, what you've clearly expected of your VA and that they're an understanding of what they need to do to make that success. So if you're having lack of communication, if you're reaching out to them and they're not getting back to you as expected within the business hours, or there's kind of, you're seeing some unprofessional responses to your clients that you've clearly outlined that this is how we talk to our customers. Mm. Um, Or even when it comes down to, a task that isn't being completed as you've already discussed. So initially it's, it's important when you're seeing some of these, if, if it's something, if they're not getting back to you within a reasonable amount of time, if you're seeing that like where an email goes out and it's really not the style that you, your, your business style is like, or if a task is being done, but it's incorrect, um, take the time to address, take the time to communicate and, and let them know directly because it's, hard when there's that lack of communication where like you assume that they know that they've done something wrong, but talk to them clearly say like, that's not really how we do the emails. That's this task was not done incorrectly. Here's where the steps were missed. And if you're still seeing issues, it may be time to start looking for other options. Mm. Gee whiz. That's so good. This is where, by the way, SOPs come in helpful because you can go back and point to the SOP if you have one for a specific task and say very clearly, hey, what about this is not clear? What am I missing? 
you, it was done in ABC way, but it needs to be done in one, two, three way. So where is, where's the gap? Where am I missing it? Which is, which is, I think what you're getting at is to say, no, we don't do it this way. We do it that way. And if they still don't deliver, then it's time to say bye-bye because like entrepreneurs, I want to speak directly to you again. This is before Bobby's time, but there are many, there's been many times where I have jumped the gun and I realized like, oh, hey, this actually isn't their fault. This is my fault because I assumed that they knew what was going on in my head. I assumed that they knew that I didn't want it done this way. I wanted it done this way, but I never communicated that I wanted, I wanted the way I wanted it done. And so they took their best stab at it uh, and it missed the mark, but they didn't know it missed the mark. They were just trying to do what it was that I asked them to do. And I think that's what I hear you saying. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that's where where you it comes back to that keyword communication. When you're working virtually, you're not seeing, especially if it's something that you're emailing or using like a Slack message to go back and forth, that tone of importance, or like if you're if you're really honing in on one part of the task, um, that likely isn't may not be coming across the same way to your VA. Um, so that's super important um, that you know, you do have those task handoff clear. What is it that you want them to do? The resources that they need to use in your mind, what is the success? Like, how is this going to be a successfully completed task and really let your VA know. Um, and it may seem again, like it's just a, a waste of time that you're going in and explaining these because it could be something that you could do so much faster on your own. But if you take that time to build that relationship, communicate that way, you really build the trust and just your VA like is able to reach out to you more, able to reach out and ask questions. If she knows that there's something missing, um, able just to, to check in with you and say, hey, um, you know, I'm not quite clear on this. Can you jump in on this process a little bit more? The other thing that I will mention too, something you said just then triggered it is like, okay, yeah, you may be able to do a task faster and documenting. Let's just say it's a minute task. Okay. It takes you a minute to accomplish something, mm-hmm. but it takes, and it takes you 10 minutes to document how to do that one minute task. And you might say to yourself, it's just easier for me to just do it every single time. Well, then you have to start to think to yourself, okay, well, if this is a daily task and it takes me one minute and I work five days a week and it takes me 10 minutes to document this task. So I never have to do it again. After those, after two weeks, so one minute task, five days a week for two weeks, you basically have an infinite ROI on your time. That's right. Because you never have to do it again. It's documented and you're free. So yeah, it's going to take you 10 times as long to document it. But as soon as that task is, you know, you do it 10 times, you're completely and totally free. So I know there's, you know, Everything's not that neat and tidy when it comes down to tasks, but that's the type of mentality as you start working with a VA uh, for those folks that the entrepreneurs, the leaders out there listening to this that I want you to think about is, yes, this is going to be front loaded in terms of my time and the investment of my time. But as long as I communicate clearly and I have a VA who I can trust to execute this, this will free me up. And I would say like this, that concept alone is what has allowed me to replace 
a team with, with Bobby is doing that over and over and over and over again. And I will tell you guys, like it, there was a time where I was documenting so much. I, I was miserable. I couldn't document one more thing, (laughs) but now I'm so glad that that's, you know, not that it's done forever, but the bulk of our processes to run the business as it stands now are in the, they're in the bag, they're locked and loaded. And that has just freed us up to work on some really cool things and freed me up personally so I can do the stuff during the day that I want to do and not have to be, you know, sitting behind a laptop all day. This is not on the list. I'm going to throw you a curveball. <laughs> Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Uh, it's real simple though. Here's wh- what I would love for you to kind of speak to is what are some indicators for an entrepreneur that they may be ready to start that conversation of, you know, hiring a VA, starting to look for a VA? What are maybe some, you know, some red flags that they might want to look for or issues in their business that might be popping up that you've seen in the folks that you've worked with? Uh, and use me as an, as an example too, but What are some things that people might see in their business where they might think to themselves, hey, it's time to hire some help? Yes, that's a good topic to jump on. So I think uh, there's a couple that come to mind for me. Um, So number one is, you know, when you start off, you're very passionate about what you're doing and you want to continue that passion. But the problem is that you're expanding. So as you expand those relationships that you put, um, you know, all the effort you put with for the clients, they were talking with you. You're able to follow up with them a lot as you're expanding and trying to jump into more or other roles. Um, that's something that might kind of fall off and you don't really want it to seem that way. So what once took you maybe five minutes to reply to an email may now be end of day or after the end of day. And it kind of leaves them feeling like you're not checking in on them as much or not paying as much attention to them. So that's one area where, um, you know, you're trying to focus yourself on building, expanding, reaching out to others, uh, exploring other ways that, that you can expand your business. And you see yourself not being able to get to emails in a timely manner. Uh, that's a real indicator that you're ready to have somebody else step in and, and help you out with communication. Um, you know, keeping those customers, keeping the good reviews, that's that's a really important uh, aspect of your business. So that's one area. Another area is that to-do list is just growing and growing and growing, um, where it seems you glance at it, yeah, that's no problem. I'm going to do this, you know, tonight, or I'm going to do it tomorrow, or maybe on the weekend. Um, and now you're finding that you you're, have this business, you wanted to have your own business, but now it's taking up your personal time Mm. you should spend with your family or your friends or or even for yourself. Um, But now those tasks are overflowing into that personal time where you're leaving those smaller, quicker tasks where you think it's not going to take that much time. But once you jump on that computer, you're gone for an hour longer, which was going to be a quick email to follow up with a customer has now turned into two hours of your evening that you could have spent doing something else. Uh, so that's where um, I think that may speak to a lot of people um, that, you know, when that business is is jump, dumping into that personal family time, uh, really find 
look into finding a VA that can help take some of that stuff off of your plate. Um, and it may be where it's, it starts off as something smaller and then you're able to just continually take more tasks off and you realize that there's so much more opportunity than just like the quick admin tasks that a lot of people think that the VAs do. They can do so much more for you. For a, for a curveball, that was, that was perfect. So, mm-hmm. so let's dig into that a little bit here because there's some important points that I want to pull out. And the first thing you said was basically like, um, you know, as you grow, there's just this natural influx of work. And it doesn't matter if you're super small or it doesn't matter if you're huge. The more business you create, the more work that needs to happen. It's a natural, uh, you know, relationship. And I know even in in our business, Bobby, we just had a huge growth spurt. And that certainly did show up in your hours, um, which is great. That's what you want. Now I know for a fact, if I didn't have Bobby, if I was just trying to do this on my own, the situation you described would absolutely take place. And this right here is where I see the majority of entrepreneurs get stuck because they can sell, they can close business, they can do and, and grow their business but they naturally will hit a point where they can't charge more and they can't work more hours themselves. And once you hit that point, growing in any significant way becomes very, very difficult because you can't throw more hours at it. You can't work harder. And I think, Bobby, that's, that's what I hear you saying is like, if you're at that point or you're nearing that point, Like I know you and I will have to have a conversation very soon about, hey, how do we get consistent more? How do I get more hours from you because of that growth spurt? I can already see it. And that's great. And I like that. I've been waiting for this. And that's what you want in your business. But there's just so many entrepreneurs. Thankfully, when we work with a client in our accelerator program, this is one of the first areas that we focus on is how do we free up your time to an exercise called the $10,000 per hour tasks, where we'll have clients do an audit of all the tasks that they're doing and rank them. And oftentimes it is not uncommon for me to have an entrepreneur come into the program and they're spending 50, 60, sometimes 80% of their time doing tasks that a VA could take care of in two seconds. And they won't grow if they never figure that out. So if that's you, I think Bobby's kind of words of warning are so, they're so important to pay attention to, not just for me as someone who benefits from a VA, but from a VA who's in that position and does this day in, day out, and has seen just about every type of situation that you could probably see. So that's super important to point out. And then the other thing you said was basically keeping up that speed of communication. Uh, And if you can't, you know, if it starts to chip away at your personal time, like yesterday, let me just give you an experience here. I went, I was able to go middle of the day to one of my son's classroom performances. He dressed up as Stan Lee. It was so cute. Uh, He had a fake mustache on. It was great. (laughs) And and I'm able to do that worry-free. I have no fear, no doubt in my mind that something's going to fall through the cracks because I know Bobby has it handled. I know she has the resources and the ability 
at her disposal to take care of an issue if it comes up. She's also the primary point of of communication with our clients, which for me is invaluable because I used to be in that role. And she's able to communicate more clearly and I think communicate um, with more depth than I was. And here's why. Because she has the headspace to do it. She may need some help with some technical aspects, but that's why we have a paid traffic manager. So she can go to that paid traffic manager and ask the the technical questions and get a response and communicate that back to the client. But I found myself giving clients shorter answers than they deserved, not because I didn't want to communicate, but because I didn't have the time to dig into an issue and really figure out what's going on. And I know I'm doing a lot of talking here, but Bobby, I think that's made a big difference and we see it. I mean, I feel like, and I'd love to know from your perspective, I know that our clients appreciate that and I know they find that valuable and I'm just so grateful and thankful that you're able to to do that and you've just attacked it. So if you're finding yourself in a similar position as an entrepreneur where you can't give your clients the time and attention they need because you have to focus on implementing and doing the work. You know, a VA can fill that that gap for you and make sure that your clients or your customers for that matter feel loved, supported, and and like you care. Cause I would say like, and I'd love to know your your thoughts on this, Bobby, but I have this theory that it's actually communication is more important than the results that you provide a client. Would you say that's true? Um, Yes, absolutely. You know, obviously being able to deliver uh, the communication right away. So there are times when, you know, for instance, the support that I do for for your clients, when when they come in with a question, I may not have any idea, but just getting that initial response back saying, hey, I I got your question, we're going to check into it and we're going to get back to you. So that lets them know it's not hanging there in space. Like, are they working on this? Um, you know, that lets them know that, that their question or their time or, or their stuff is very important to you. Um, so I, I do really think that when it comes down to communication, it makes a, you know, it builds that trust and then there's, there's no question or or no wonder or no assumptions in place. And that helps out. That's such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up because that initial addressing of it, you know, Clients can withstand a lot of pain if they know what's coming. So what I mean is I had a mentor tell me that back in the day and I've never forgot it, but you being able to say to a client who has a question, hey, don't know the answer, (laughs) don't know the answer, I'm going to find it, but we see you, we hear you, this question is is valid and it's getting an answer is, is priority for us and we're taking the necessary steps to do that. And in many cases... You can talk to the people on our team um, and start at least start that process of getting them an answer without me having to be involved at all. Uh, yep. Which, you know, I think part of that, I don't want to give SOPs too much credit because, Bobby, I think that's just part of your work ethic, which is one of the reasons why I love working with you. But also, that's something you can definitely build into a culture is to say, hey, do it this way where we get them an immediate response. Even if we don't know the answer, we address it. We say, we're going to find you an answer. And if possible, give them a time frame in which we're going to give them that answer, uh, which you do really, really well. So let's wrap up here. Uh, this has been so valuable, but 
you know, from your perspective, we've, we, this conversation has been a lot from the entrepreneur's perspective, but I want to kind of close with, uh, I don't know if this is a strange question, but it's more from a VA's perspective. What do you wish that the entrepreneur, entrepreneurs listening, what do you wish they knew about working with a VA that they may not think or realize? Um, what I would say is that it's something like we're here to make your life easier, make business for you easier. Um, and we really do want to take everything off your plate. Um, initially, uh, we would like to have that easy button, like where everything magically lifts the way and you, and you don't have to worry and, and do all of that uh, process anymore. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't really work like that. So I think that the, the important takeaway here for entrepreneurs that have not worked with a VA um, and that you're, you're thinking about it is, is know that this really does take time. We're here to make things easier for you. We want to make it easier for you. Um, and, and we're looking forward to taking that time to build the relationship, handing off the processes and, and finding out the success. Uh, so in state, like I, when you do come into working with a VA, it's important to set up some goals. What, what do you expect to have uh, taken off your plate or, or what do you, what do you feel that should be done within three months of working with your VA and then even step it out a little further after six months, this is how I picture our relationship. So that way you're not stuck doing little tasks and little tasks, but you've identified where you want to be. So as you're working those tasks, your VA can also step back and say, Hey, this is where we wanted to be in three months. We're at about two months in, how can I help you achieve this goal? Or here are my thoughts on how we can achieve this. Bobby, you need your own podcast. The Bobby cast. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there's just so much wisdom in that. And I, w- I would say that overall, as I look at certainly working with you, Bobby, but just working in my career, since I started Think Digital, I've had a virtual assistant from day one. And I, I can't fathom what, where I would be without, without that relationship. And I don't know who, or I don't know why, or I don't know when or where I did that. I don't know who prompted me to to start working with an assistant from the get-go, but it has made all the difference to the point now where, you know, I talk a lot about $10,000 per hour tasks, where that is mostly on most days what I'm focused on. And the only reason why I'm able to focus on that is because of amazing people like Bobby. And Bobby does a great job at helping me accomplish that. And I so want that for every entrepreneur listening. It's one of the, th- the things that we focus on in the uh, Expert Accelerator is how do we get people focusing on those $10,000 per hour tasks so they can build the business that they want? You know, I, you said just a bit ago, we want to take everything off your plate that you don't want to be doing. And when you have that drive to focus and grow your business with a partner who can take off your plate, the things that you don't want to be doing. And I would add, shouldn't be doing like I should not be scheduling appointments. I'm not good at it. I don't like doing it. Bobby's way better, way faster, way more gracious with people. And so that's one of the things that she does. That small little task allows me to focus more of my time on $10,000 per hour tasks. And when you look at it and you start stacking those things up, 
it absolutely makes a difference. But you won't get to taste that difference. You won't get to experience that in your business unless you make a move, unless you reach out to uh, a virtual assistant or a virtual assistant company to start that process. So, Bobby, I I mean, you did a great job. I know that this isn't your cup of tea, (laughs) but I so appreciate you coming on the show. I so appreciate your thoughtful answers, and I just love working with you. So thanks for being here. Yes, thank you. And I do appreciate it. A great opportunity to get the VA voice out there and really highlight uh, the importance of a relationship that you can build and how much opportunity it can give you. So I do appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Experimental. If you want to support the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. As small as it might seem, it does wonders to grow the reach of this podcast and reach more entrepreneurs like you with the mission of this show. If you're interested in learning more about the work I do, head on over to starttheexperiment.com. Starttheexperiment.com. And take a look at some of the client success stories on the page. Until the next episode of Experimental, thanks for listening.